Today's Amud is Kuf Lamed Gimel Amud base, but we'll start from the Mishnah and Kuf Lamed Gimel Amud Aleph on the bottom. So Chachamim are talking about which things you, you could do for a bris, which overrides Shabbos. So it's not just the bris itself, but anything that you must do after the bris for health reasons, for example, so you could do it on Shabbos. Once you do the bris, anything which must be done then is Deich Shabbos. Any preparations which you could have done before Shabbos, Seich HaChavim, you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. But things that you must do on Shabbos, you do on Shabbos. Anything which you have to do on Shabbos for the bris and couldn't have been, couldn't have been done before, you can do on Shabbos. You can do the actual milah, Upoinim, do the 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 priya, umaitzitzim have to do the mitzitzam, v'neisim alayis polonis to put a bandage on it, the kamen to put cumin on it that that was like a type of uh, medicine that they put on the bris, and it had to be ground. Vim leishachak meder shabbos if you didn't grind it before shabbos once you did the bris, then 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 even things they could have done before shabbos. You're allowed to do, but you should do it with a shinui. Since it's something which you could have done before, or better, it's something which you, uh, yeah, it's something which you could have done before, and you're able to do it with a shinui and will have the same effect, do it with a shinui. Loyez b'shinov, chew it. Chew it before you put it instead of grinding it, and that will be the shinui in preparing this medication. Be nice and then put it on top. Vim If he didn't mix together wine and oil, which was again a typical ointment that they would put on the breeze as a certain as a medication for the breeze, do not mix it together on shams. Rather, put each one separately. So what will be the issue of mixing them together? Um, I don't have it right clear right now. It usually mentions that it's something which is more obvious that it's for the fuo, and therefore there's a chash that you might come and grind things for the fuo. It's from the things that are also mishum the fuo to to like beat wine and oil together. So therefore, put it separately. We'll have the same effect. It's not the typical way. And you do do it separately. Another example of something which you would need, but you could have prepared before, and you could do without it, so don't do it on Shabbos. They would have like a special like pocket, special thing that they would like as a bandage or the breeze. They would have something which they would prepare specially in order to cover it, in order to protect it. So you cannot sew that, cut it and sew it on Shabbos. Just take a regular piece of cloth and wrap it around instead. Don't, yeah, don't, they, 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 just put a regular piece of cloth. Now, in the skin matter of Shabbos, if you don't have ready in your house a piece of cloth from before Shabbos and you have to bring it from elsewhere, and again, you will have to carry it. And again, you're allowed to do it, but you're able to do it with a shinui. Wrap it around your finger. Although that wouldn't be a regular solution on Shabbos to carry something by wrapping it around your finger. You don't need it on your finger. 
but it's not a typical way of carrying it, so it's a shinui. So here they could do a shinui, do it. Or maybe even if it's from a different courtyard, you have to go through the Shusharabim. Since it's Bidarach Shinui, it's fine. And again, since you could do it with a Shinui, then do it with a Shinui. So these are all examples of things which once you did the bris, then you could do whatever you need, even things that you could have done before Shabbos because you need it now, you made the bris, or even allowed to do the bris, which will cause that afterwards you will have to do all these activities. But all of these activities that you could have done before Shabbos, and you're doing them on Shabbos because you did the bris already, do them with a Shinui if you're able to. Chew the cumin, put the wine and oil separately, put a regular cloth rather than a special tailored cloth, and wrap the cloth on your finger instead of carrying it. Fine. Let us see. Katani Kulu. The Mishnah mentions all things that they would typically do for everybody's, nothing's left out. And it says that all of, this, all of those things you can do in Shams. So called When the Mishnah starts up and say and says, you can do whatever you need for a bris. What else is there besides the things listed in the Mishnah? It says the comes to add this thing which is mentioned in the Bris. The Tanarabonon, Hamol, one who does a bris, calls as long as he's in the middle of doing the bris, Tamaran Shabbos. Chayzer, he has to go back and finish off. In other words, he has to continue cutting, continue uh, removing with his finger, with his with his nails. Whether it's pieces of skin, which without that the bris is is invalid. Whether it's some pieces of skin which do not invalidate the bris. If it says if it's if the skin is covering the majority of the top of the of the organ of the aver, then it's the, the bris is not valid. You have to remove it. Whereas if it's covering just the minority of it, then it's not, the bris is still kosher. So while you're doing the bris, you want to remove everything. You want to uncover the atora, uncover the top of the aver totally. But if you did already the bris and you left, so if you didn't let go, continue cutting or pulling off. And whatever, all the skin, and that you should totally uncover that Torah, even on Shabbos. Although it's, a, it's a, every every action that you're doing is a is a chilul Shabbos but it's part of the bris. It's part of the same action. Continue doing it until you uncover it totally. However, pirish, if you let go already, you removed your hand. So now to to do it will be like a new action. So if you still have skin which is covering the majority of that Torah, then you go back and you cut it or you pull it off. Whereas if there's skin which is not invalidated, the bris is covering only the minority of the, of the, of the top of the aver, you do not go back on Shabbos. So when he says, is coming to add the tzitzin, the skin, which is covering the majority of the Atara, which is still there after you let go. That's called Karl Tzorchi Amilu. One second, one second. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Mishnah is saying that that's obvious, because that's part of the bris itself. That as long as you do not remove your hand, you can continue removing even the pieces of skin which cover the minority of the Atara. 
that's called Sarchi Amila, it's not the Mila itself, it's called the needs, the surroundings of the Bris, and you didn't let go yet, so then continue being Mechan Shabbos, even for things which are just the extras of the Mila, but there's still a continuation because you didn't let go. Okay, so that's what the Mishnah is coming to add. So we accept this Braisa that if you let go, stop, unless there's something covering the majority of the Torah. If you didn't let go, then you could continue removing any skin that's covering even a bit of the Torah. Fine. Now, what do we see from this Braisa? That if you did let go, you do not re- continue removing the extra pieces. Says the Gemara man pinish Our Mishnah agrees to the fact that if you did not remove your hand, you continue removing the skin. But this Braise is saying that if you did remove your hand, you don't continue removing the skin. Why? Because you were used to the bris already. And you finished, you let go. So you don't continue. Now, this is a Chiddush. Maybe I would say that that you know it's part of the mitzvah if i would if i was able to do it before removing my hand why can't i continue doing it now where do we find this water that once you remove your hand then stop if it's not necessary stop this Braisa follows the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechonim Mabrik. The tiny moon in Abraisa are both such a holy Shabbos, if I had a Pesach was on Shabbos, Mavshit, Odom, a person can, uh, what do you call it? Skin, there's another word for it. But uh, um, I remove the skin, yeah, of the carbon Pesach, which is a, is a malach. So, but you, you have to remove some of the skin in order to put the things on the Mizbeach. They they the chalovim on the Mizbeach. So you can continue going at the chaz until the chest. Why until the chest? Because they would start skinning from the feet, come until the chest, stop, remove the head, yeah? And, and uh, in other words, one second. Okay, so you have to remove, that's by coming early, you have to remove the head. But once they came to the chest, they would start opening up the inside and take out all the chalovim, which need to go onto, onto the mizbeach. So they skinned it until the chest, they removed all the parts of the mizbeach, and then the question is, should I continue skinning it? Says Rabbi Shemol, no. Rabbi Shemol, the son of Rabbi Yechim no. Why? You stopped. You stopped, and it's not necessary, so stop. If you wouldn't have stopped, continue. But since you stopped, you have to stop. So here also, I stopped to remove the skin. And it's not necessary, so stop. In no, Mavshitan is cool. They continue skinning the whole thing. So the Chayra, it matches. Rabbi Shimon, says, if you stop, then it's not necessary, then stop. Here also, you stop, it's not necessary, stop. Says, you wouldn't know. Mimai, who tells you that Rabbi Shemol, the son of Rabbi Yechonim and Bereka, would hold that he should not continue the bris? At kani kama Rabbi Shemol b'neish Rabbi Yechonim and Bereka, hasa mishum doloi bo'inon zeh keili v'anvei. Skinning the korban is for your own need. You finish shechting. You already gave the part from the mizbeach. 
there's nothing, there's not nothing to beautify over here for the sake of the Abishta. So just leave it there. Whereas here, you're right, you're yoy to the bris, but it's not nice. You, you could beautify the bris to make it complete, to make it look nicer. And therefore, it's part of the mitzvah. You're right, it's not ma'akiv the mitzvah, but it's part of the mitzvah. And even if you let go, you still could do the mitzvah in a complete way. So maybe although he holds up by the Korban Pesach, don't skin the whole thing once you stopped. But maybe by a bris, he'll say continue. Where do we see this concept of Zek Keli Van Veo that a mitzvah has to be made nice? The Tani Muluntana Brais. Zek Keli Van Veo. This is my Abishta and Anveo. What does Anveo mean? Says the, the Tani Kam of this Brais. He smiled the fun of a mitzvah. Make, the, make yourself beautiful, beautify yourself before him in his mitzvah. In other words, he's my Abishta. So things that are related to him, I make nice. For example, I say the fun of sukkah no. If you make a sukkah, make the sukkah nice. Yeah, by us we say that it's not a nice sukkah the, that you hang on the sukkah because by us we don't we, we we give it value on its own. It's not bottled automatically to the sukkah. But the sukkah itself should be nice. The wall should be nice. The schach especially should be nice. The the mitzvah itself should be nice. The lulav no. The lulav should be nice. It shouldn't just be kosher. It should look nice more than just kosher. The shafer, no, the shafer should be nice. Tzitis, no, some gersoy say also talis, no, today that we have a special clothing for the mitzvah, unlike in the olden days that it was just on the regular clothing. Today that we have a special clothing for the mitzvah, so there's room for the, for the talis itself should be nice. Sefer, Torah, no, the cost of Baal should be written, the word should be written for the Abish's name in it. But no, with nice ink. The coolness, no, with a nice pen, a nice feather. A professional cipher. And it should be wrapped with nice cloths. Um, in the silk, with nice cloth. Abashol. Okay, Abashol is a different shot than Van Veu. Van Veu means have they Try to make yourself similar to Hashem. Van Veu is like two words. Ani Me and him should be similar. Just like Hashem is merciful, you should also be merciful. In other words, follow his behaviors. Fine. But now let's take the Tanakhama, which we accept Allah as well, that mitzvahs have to be beautiful. And therefore, it's possible to say that Abishmol, the son of Rabbi Yechlem holds, that although you do not continue skinning the, the, the Korban Pesach once you stopped, you should continue and go back to the bris even after you stopped to make it nice. Says the Gemara, the one who says you should not continue is Abyoisi. Why? The Tanam we learned in a mission. It's speaking about Kiddush HaChoydush. Whenever you see Adam see the new moon, they should be, if it's on Shabbos, let's say they should be Mechal Shabbos to go to Bezdin. What if, if the moon is very clear and it's obvious that everyone saw it, everyone saw the new moon. I'm not the only person you know that discovered the new moon. Everyone saw the new moon, so probably or definitely people right near Yerushalayim have, have, have seen the new moon as well. And therefore, there's no need for me to Michal Shabbos to go to Yerushalayim because they'll have Aiden. Says the Tanakhama, no, whether it's clear, whether it's not clear, it has to be um, 
You should always be mechal of Shabbos because whatever, you don't want to differentiate, you don't want people to think twice. Just go. You saw the moon, go. Rabbi if you can see it clearly, don't be mechal on Shabbos. So what do we see? We see that anything which is not necessary for the mitzvah, if the Amish, the Kaviyochot, doesn't need this chilol Shabbos, don't, don't, don't be mechal on Shabbos. So here also, you already finished the bris. The continuation is not necessary for the Amish to say, you did the mitzvah already. So though you want to make it more beautiful, but it's not that the Hebrew just said you did the mitzvah already, and therefore you don't, you're not mechal Shabbos for that. Although it's a mitzvah which generally there is chilul Shabbos for it. You're allowed to be mechal Shabbos for a but you did already what's necessary, so you're not mechal Shabbos for the rest. If it's not necessary, so you're also. Um, says the Gemara, no. Mimai, who tells you that Rabbi Yisrael here would say that you're not Mechal Shabbos for the rest of the bliss? Dilma may be at Kali Kamer Rabbi Yisrael That month, there was no even beginning of allowance for Chilul Shabbos. The month started with a new moon, which was clear for everyone. So you never even started being allowed to be Mechal Shabbos. So don't go to Mechal Shabbos. Whereas I already started being Mechal Shabbos. This bris allowed me to be Mechal Shabbos at the beginning. So maybe I can go back even after I stopped. So there's no comparison from here to Kiddush HaKadosh. Maybe I can go back. The people of Nardos had a different explanation. Rabban and the Pligyale the Rabbi Yaisi. It's a different Machloikis. And there's Rabban which argued in Rabbi Yaisi. And they're the ones who say, do not be Mechal Shabbos once you stop doing the bris for things that are not necessary. The Tanana says in a mission, on Shabbos, they would have to switch the Lechem upon him on the Shulchan, from the old one to the new one. Now, the Pasuk says that the Lechem upon him has to be Tomid, has to be the whole time on the Shulchan. Now, what do you do? I have to switch it, but I have to have it the whole time. What do I do? So you have two sets of lechem upon two marochis. So you have four koyanim. Shnayim biyodam shnei sedorim. I'm sorry, you have eight koyanim, yeah? You have four coming in. Two of them are holding two piles of lechem upon Each one, one. Shnayim biyodam shnei bozichim. And two people, each one holding one of the spoons of the new Levoyna that they have to put on the lechem upon him or near the lechem upon him for the Shabbos. Barbon, another four kyanim. Makdim, lifneim come before them. Shnaim little shnei zdorim. Two of them are removing the two old piles. Ushnaim little shnei bazichim. And two of them are removing the two old spoons of Levoyna. Hamachnisim, oimdim batsofin, upneim ladorim. Those that are putting the new set. Stand on the north and are facing the south. Vamitsi and those that are removing the old set in the Madonna are standing in south of Nehemiah and are facing the north. These pull and these push in, put it in. There's no space more than a tefach in between the two piles. It has to be constantly on the table. 
Rabbi Yisim and now, why make yourself so mishugan? Afilu elu neitlim, veilu menichim. Take off the pile, put a new pile, a few seconds in between. What's the big deal? I'm saying, how you tell me that's also called constant. Which means Rabbi Yisim says that a small interruption is not considered an interruption. So Rabbi Yisim would hold him and he's doing a bris and you just lifted your hand. Fine, just go back and finish off. It's not an interruption. A few seconds, a second, a split second, whatever it is. Nothing happened, just continue. It's called tamid, it's called not interrupting. Chacham say no. They say once you stopped, it's an interruption. If you would remove the pile and then put the new pile, there was a time that there was no bread on the table, that's called an interruption. So the Mishnah which says that a small interruption is an interruption, that's Rabbanu Rabbi 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 would say go back. So who is the Tana which says this? Price is Rabbanan of Rabbi Why did the Gemara take it as such a simple thing that it must be only one Tana and, and, and not everyone agrees with it? I don't know. Okay. Fine. One second. Fine. Says the Gemara. Um, Tanurabon. Mahalkatin esamila. You must totally clear off the mila, which means you must remove the pieces of skin which will cover the majority of the Torah, the Titsana Ma'ak, the pieces of skin which. Uh, invalidate the mila. Vim If you didn't finish off all the, everything and uncover the majority at least of the Torah, Anush Koris. The person is Chayiv Koris. Man, who's Chayiv Koris? Now, typically we're talking about a bris of an eight-day-old child. The eight-day-old child is not Chayiv Koris. His father is not Chayiv Koris. No, it's Chayiv Koris. So, what are you telling me, Chayiv Koris? He didn't do the bris. Do it afterwards. But who's Chayv Kars? The Moyel is Chayv Kars. What are we talking about? We're talking about on Shabbos. On Shabbos, if he did the bris, which is a Chilul Shabbos, and he didn't remove these extra pieces of skin, he didn't do a bris. If he didn't do a bris, he was Mechal Shabbos without a bris. So he was Mechal Shabbos. It's Chayv Kars, Mechilul Shabbos. Says the Gemara, what? If I did a half a mitzvah, then you tell me I'm a chal Shabbos. Anyone could complete the mitzvah. Shabbos is big, Shabbos is long. Maskilat a papa umon, the moil. Laymalu, let him tell the family. I know of the palga the mitzvah. I did half the mitzvah. I don't know if this is the mitzvah. You do the rest. It's not my chiyuv. I'm doing you a favor. You're making me a shliach. Fine. So I, I, I did part of it. That's why I'm chayyav chorus. It could be finished. Whoever wants it, finish it off. We're talking about an adult. If an adult didn't have the, the breeze finished off, there's still a, the, the, the piece of skin covering the majority of that Torah, and just leaves it that way intentionally, and he just, you know, he passes away that way, so it's high of Karnas because he, he didn't do a bris. Obviously, if he didn't take these things off, it's not a bris. If it's not a bris, obviously it's chayv karis. What's the chiddush? 
It says, Aurel Zohar Shalayim, it's Chayiv Karnas. What's the Chiddush? El Amar Avashi Leilam Uman. We're talking about the Moyim. Ukigain Da'asa Bein Hashemosh is the Shabbos. Last minute, he just finished davening. He's running and doing the bris. And it's like, Ata Tochki. Yeah? They tell him, don't start the bris, you're too late. You don't have enough time to do it properly. He tells him, nah, I know, I'm good at it, I can do it. And he starts off, he didn't manage to finish it off totally before Shabbos went out. And the result is that he made a wound and it wasn't a bris on Shabbos. He didn't it, it, it's considered his fault. It's not considered a shoygig. You know that it's so tight, it's so late. Why are you relying on yourself? You should have been more careful. So it's not considered a shoygig, it's considered a mazit. He knew that typically by most people he wouldn't be able to, to, to finish off before the end of Shabbos. And therefore his high of karnis, obviously his high of karnis for doing chil Shabbos without being able to do the bris properly on Shabbos these high courts. That's what the mission is. That's what the price is. Okay. Fine. Continues the mission of Moitzitzin. You do Metzitzah and Shabbos. Amara, Papa, what do we see from this? Hayumna de Leimayitz, if a moil does not do Metzitzah, Sakonai. It's a Sakonai for the child, Vavrinan Lei, you fire that moil. Says the Gemara Pshita, obviously. The fact that the Mishnah says you could do a Chilul Shabbos on it, you'll have to do it, which is obviously a Chilul Shabbos because you're taking out blood, which is shoichit, it's making like a wound, it's considered Chilul Shabbos. So, so it must be Sakonu. The only reason they'll be allowed to do it is because it's a Sakonu. Says the Gemara, no. Mao, the Taman, you might have thought, you might have thought that halachically we consider the blood being removed by Yamila as blood which was just held separately from the flesh and covered, and you're removing blood that was separate to begin with, and therefore it's not called shoichit, it's not called drawing out blood from the, from the flesh. So he's coming to tell us, no, it's considered that it is, and therefore you could have said that maybe it's not a sakon, maybe it's whatever, it's an extra thing that's done for the bris, it's not a sakon, but you're allowed to do it because you're not doing the malacha. So that's where the Prophet says, no. And therefore what? And therefore if someone skipped it, maybe I won't fire him. It's not from the ikra of the bris. It's not, it's not a sakona because the fact that we could do it on Shabbos is because it's not considered chilul Shabbos. And, and, and therefore he wouldn't fire the oil. Says the but no. The blood is considered involved, is considered absorbed in the flesh. And therefore, it is Chilul Shabbos. And the only reason we allow it to be done is because it's a Sakona. And therefore, if Hamuel doesn't do it, we fire him. That is considered part of the blood and the reason, part of the flesh. And the reason why we allow him to do it is with Dumi, this Polonis, it's similar to the bandage and to the human, to the, to the medicine they put on it. That mice, Polonis, just like the bandage and the and then the, the cumin, Kiliovit Sakonu, if you wouldn't put it as a Sakonu, ah, this as well, the Mitzitza, Kiliovit, if he doesn't do it, Sakonu, it's a Sakonu. Just wondering that, that, uh, that, may, 
the and the maskone is a machlekes and metzies, could be it's just machlekes and din, that the havamina was that since a Yiddish child, when he's born, the plan is to do a bris, and the plan is to do a metzitza. So though technically the blood is, is, is absorbed in the flesh, but it's blood that's meant to be removed to begin with. So you're not doing shoichet, you're not taking out blood, which, so to say, blood belongs to the flesh and is being removed. It's blood that was meant to be removed to begin with. And therefore, it, it's not a moloch. So we say, no, just because I'm meant to do it doesn't take away the fact that it's absorbed in the flesh. And therefore, it is considered shoichet. And therefore, the only reason it could be done is because it's a sakana. And therefore, the, the fire and oil, which doesn't do. Fine. The nice and the You put it in a bandage. Now, you don't just put a dry bandage. You have to put some, you know, cream inside. So in those days, they had different types of cream. My adopting mother told me. That was his uh, rabbi's wife. He was adopted by rabbi. And she told him lots of things. She was like a clever woman. She told, she told him lots of things. So she told him like this. Ispolonisa, the kulen kivi. What's a proper bandage? If you have a, 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 a wound or something, and you want to put a bandage, you want it to be cured. So what's the, what's the, what's the recipe? What's the, what's the, what's the, what type of cream are you supposed to put inside? So it should be shav minai tarba, seven out of eight uh, percentage-wise of this cream that you're putting inside should be made out of fats, of animal fat. Vechada kilo, and one out of eight, one eighth should be beeswax. Rav Omar, kilo vekalbo reshino. Uh, one second. Um, one second. Okay. So many people are greatest over here. Kira uh, Bekalba, full stop, without the word Rishina. He says, instead of doing it mixed with fats and beeswax, do it with fats and sap. The type of sap which, which comes from the tree, mix that together, beeswax and sap, and that's the proper cure for, for a bandage for a wound. Rava was giving a shear in the city of and he told everyone, you know, if you have a wound, you should mix beeswax and sap into the bandage, and that's going to be the proper cure for your wound. Um, the 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 uh, again, uh, let me just one second. The, the 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 doctors of town, which were called Bnei Minyume, they tore their clothing. They said we lost our business. We always had our our secret remedy that we were able, to, you know, to cure people's wounds. We put this mixture of beeswax and sap into our bandages and they cure the wound. And everyone came to us and they gave us pernosin. And now Rava came and told everyone. Now they're not going to come to us. They're going to do it themselves. They're just going to Google, you know, how to, how, to, how to do it. They're just going to do it themselves. They don't need to come to the doctor anymore. So we lost our business. They made Kriya. You know, we lost our business. Amalu, he told them, calm down. Shavkilu chuchadu. 
they still have one secret that no, that they didn't tell them that people could still come to you for. What is that? Dharma Shmuel Shmuel said, Haiman the Moshi Api, one who washes his face, will he not give two, he doesn't wipe it properly? He has chopped a chopped face or a type of, type of blisters which comes on his face. And Maitakant, if he did that, what should he do? Lim shape tuba, let him wash it very well. Bemaya the silka with beet juice. So that's a remedy which no one knows yet. So if someone has the uh, chops on his face or blisters on his face, they're still going to come to you. And I told you a secret. You're going to take beet juice and tell them it's a secret recipe. You're going to wash their face. They're not going to know what it, what it is. And it's going to cure them. It's still going to come to you. It's still going to have pernosa. So don't worry. I didn't take away all your business. Okay. So what do we learn today? We learned that, that any action which has to be done after the bris is done, even if technically you could have done that before Shabbos, you do the bris and you do whatever is necessary. But any action which could have been done before Shabbos, if you could do with a shini, do it with a shini. So if you could grind certain medicine with your teeth, do it with your teeth. If you could do with a regular cloth rather than a special tailored cloth, do with a regular cloth. If you can wrap it around your finger instead of instead of carrying it properly, wrap it around your finger. Do whatever change possible. Now the Mishnah starts off saying you could do anything else which is necessary for the bris. What is anything else? Says the says the Gemara to remove from a brisa to remove skin, which covers the atorah, but only a minority of it, and therefore the bris is kosher without removing it. But you didn't remove your hand yet. So that's considered called Tzorchi Amilu, which you could do on Shabbos. But if you removed your hand, stop. Now, says the Gemara, you remove your hand, you have to stop. Why? Like, I don't know, it's better, just do the full bris. Who says you have to stop? So we thought that Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yechonim which says that when you're skinning the Korban Pesach and Ere Pesach Shachol B'Shamis, and he stopped by the chest to remove the, the inside that goes on the mizbeach. Stop, don't continue skinning. No, there it's not a beautiful, it's not beautifying a mitzvah. Here's beautifying a mitzvah. And he's supposed to beautify any mitzvah you have, any mitzvah you do. Um, so then the next option was that uh, Rabbi Yaisi says that if you, if you see the moon, the new moon, and everyone could see it, don't be Mechal Shabbos, which means that a mitzvah which is not necessary. Even if generally yeah, that mitzvah you mechal shabbos, if it's not necessary, don't be mechal shabbos here also. And the extra pieces of skin, it's not necessary, don't be mechal shabbos. See, well, no. Here I started off being mechal shabbos. I was supposed to. Maybe I could continue. There to begin with, I didn't I didn't have to. Um, so then the Gemara finally says it's Rabbanon which argue in Rabbi Yosi. Rabbanon say when they transfer, when they when they change the lechem upon him, you have to do it in a way that it shouldn't. One second you shouldn't be without the lechem upon him. Rabbi Yezi says, no, remove it and put the new one. So Rabbi Yezi says a small break is not a break. And I wouldn't say it is. So here also, if I, if I just take away my hand from the bris, from doing the bris, so then the Rabbanon say it's a break and you can't continue. Rabbi says, no, it's not a break. So this price is Rabbanon of Rabbi Yezi. Then uh, we said another thing. Since these extra pieces of skin are ma'akiv the bris, if a moil comes just before the end of Shams, and he says, you know, I could do it quickly. And tell him, no, you can't. And he says, no, I could. And he does it. And what happens is that he did not succeed to remove before Shabbos finished the majority of the skin, which is covering the Atorah. 
So you didn't do a proper bris. So you hide kores v'chilul shabbos because that's considered on purpose. You knew you can't. You don't have enough time. Don't go ahead and do it. Then we spoke about mitzitzah that is a sakon, and that's why you're allowed to do it on shabbos if you don't do mitzitzah. And therefore, if you don't mitzitzah, that's why you're allowed to do mitzitzah on shabbos. And therefore, if you have a moil which doesn't do mitzitzah, you fire. What's I mean? The chayyut's obvious. If you're allowed to do it on shabbos, for sure it's a sakon. No, maybe it's something which you just do by the bris. It's not a sakon. So why are you allowed to do it on Shabbos? Because the blood is considered separated. As you want to know, the, the blood is considered part of the flesh, and nevertheless, you can do it on Shabbos because it's a sakona, and therefore, if a man doesn't do it, you fire. Then we spoke about the bandage. You have to put some remedy inside. So Abayi says the remedy is the, the name of his adopting mother. It's seven out of seven parts of animal fat and one part of beeswax, and Rav says a mixture of beeswax and sap. And when he once announced it in town Mechuzah, he, like, he revealed the secret of the doctors, and they were so sad about that. So he not only a different secret. If someone has a chopped face, or if he has blisters on his face, because he didn't wipe his face properly after washing it, then you wash it with beet juice, and that will cure it. So you have your special hide your special medicine that you'll wash their face with and they won't know that it's beet juice and that's how you'll have your panos. Uh -huh.